Force O'Neill, thanks for listening to my dad and his boyhood friend, Mr. Ron. Hey, you guys, what's going on? Welcome to episode 470 now of the Ron and Don Show. And oh, yeah, we are live from the Les Schwab studio. What is up, Ron and Don Nation? Hey, coming up on the Ron and Don Show, we'll talk about interest rates at about 7%. Then why are Ron and I out trying to buy real estate right now? That seems kind of weird. Also, Bono, yeah. New book coming out. Has some regrets, don't we all? Before we get to that, though, let's get to this. Elon Musk is closed. He owns Twitter. And as a result of that, he is sending out messages to advertisers. Hey, we're not going to let this just become a free-for-all because, well, at the end of the day, we need advertisers. We need for this to pay for itself. I have said before that Donald Trump would have never become president if it wasn't for Twitter. I think if he's given back his Twitter handle and he's back on Twitter, I think he has a pretty damn good chance. Ron, what say you? Because it seems like Elon Musk may hold the 2024 elections right in the palm of his hands. I think he knows it. Yeah, he does. And, and boy, he's such an enig- enigmatic figure. Um, it's interesting to, to, to watch. So here's the thing that I think is the most intriguing to me. While he's the world's richest man, he does not have a swimming pool full of cash. His, his wealth is wrapped up primarily in his Tesla stock. And so what he has done is, so on, on paper, you could go, oh, someone's worth 200 plus billion. He's going to spend 44 on, on Twitter. No big deal because like that's you know a quarter of his net worth or whatever it is. It's, it's not that big of a deal. Except it is a big deal because he doesn't have the cash. So what he's had to do is create financing for himself to put a lien essentially against his Twitter stock and get together some other wealthy people to to close on this Twitter deal. And so if his behavior at Twitter impacts the value of Tesla in a couple different ways, one, people are very critical of going, dude, you just named yourself CEO of your fifth company. We need you to pay attention to the, the company that's actually making money. So Twitter is losing money. Said Ron, who owns, uh, may or may not own. Oh, I own some, some Tesla Elon stock. stock. But this this is criticism not coming from me. This is the the chorus out there in the world of going. Why did you make yourself CEO of the fifth company? But you're in the choir. Sure, I'm in that choir. <laughs> um, and then the other thing with that is the if the stock if the market itself sees something like let's say he reinstates Donald Trump and the market itself goes, we disapprove of that. And here's how we're going to disapprove of it. We are going to tank these two publicly traded companies that you are now the CEO over. So we're going to tank Tesla by selling it and driving the price down because that has a force multiplier because that's the leverage to buy Twitter. So if Twitter goes down and Tesla goes down, he's already closed at 44 billion. And so that could put tremendous pressure on him. 
Whether or not he listens to that or accepts that is another story, but there are some mechanisms in play where it's, it's not super clean. It's not like he just wrote a check for $44 billion. Uh, it is a very complicated financial transaction. And every time Tesla goes down, even when their sales numbers went up and the stock went down, that he has to pay attention to that. Well, and 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 I think he's going to take Twitter private, isn't he? But you still need advertisers, and so I think we'll turn on our our Twitter box here in a couple of weeks, and we'll hear ads from My Pillow. Oh my God! <laughs> I think this is going to be interesting for Elon Musk because when the whole when the whole Paul Pelosi incident happened. And everyone started saying he's he was with a gay lover. This is in the, so this is the way it was spun, and a lot of this was being spun it was, up. It was fabricated. Yeah, a lot of it was being spun up in the Twitterverse. Well, guess who reposted that story? Elon Musk did. He yeah, he reposted a thing that he involved re- Hillary he re- Clinton. He reposted a story that wasn't true. Correct. He took it down, but I don't think putting things up and taking things down. I don't. I don't. Wow. I, I, if I'm an advertiser and I'm looking at that, that would be just become too, too fringe for me. Well, they said the use of the N word on the platform went up 500% in the 48 hours after he closed. Yeah. So yeah. things like that, uh, anti-Semitism, anti, you know, blatant racism, the calls for violence, all that stuff went up exponentially. Yeah. It'll be interesting because with Tesla and even what he's doing in space, uh, and I have a friend that works for him that that builds rockets for him, um, and it it it's it it's kind of an all sum game with 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 Twitter. It will be interesting. It will be interesting because you're you're giving a voice or you're taking a voice away from certain people within our society or even certain people within politics. And when he gives that voice back to Donald Trump, because he will, he's going to charge him eight dollars, right? Because he's they say he's going to charge eight, nine, ten dollars now to verify you, and people are pushing back because of that. Uh, I th- I think it'll be interesting. Put a bow around it. You think this will spurn? Not spurn. What's the word I'm looking for? Spawn. Yeah. Will this spurn? Spurn or spawn? <laughs> will this create uh, another social media platform that maybe we we don't we don't see right now? Boy, I have no idea. That's interesting because you know. Tr- Again, none of these are rational actors. Because if you are Donald Trump, you have a social media company. Yeah. True social. Yeah. Like that's it's folded into some weird deal that it's publicly traded, but it's not just that company. It's like it's this weird he came through the side door on how to get that listed. And wouldn't you know, like I think cashed out when the when the price jumped right out of the gate. So he has a social media company. But nobody, not nobody, very few people use it. And uh, <sighs> I, I don't, I hate to even try to predict on any of this because it's so, these people make no sense to me whatsoever. Like the ego involved to be like, okay, I own uh, Tesla. We make battery packs and solar. And I also own uh, SpaceX with that does satellite internet and literally rockets to space you know it'd be fun let me own a social media company that is swarming with bots swarming with threats of violence swarming with uh you know racism and let me jump in there and and fling around some mud and way overpay for it 
I heard it. I think it was Stephen Colbert that had joked. It's like, congratulations, Elon Musk. Do you won the right to buy Twitter for $44 billion when the second place offer was $0? No. There wasn't another company like in line to buy Twitter for, and he had to outbid them. Yeah. Uh, he just went ahead and overpaid for, for a product. No. All right, you guys, Bono has some regrets. Let's talk about it in 60 seconds. Hey, you guys, it's Don here for Les Schwab. And guess what? You see the fall colors? In fact, I went through a walk through my neighborhood, kind of a walk run the other day, and I saw all the leaves are falling. And sometimes it, it, it's hard to figure this out because summer has stayed late here in Seattle. But, yeah, Ron just bought his scheme pass, so you've probably done that too. And if you're heading off to the pass, you got to make sure you got the right tires on your rig. And at Les Schwab, they're having their fall tire sale right now, one of the biggest sales of the year. You can save up to $200 on a set of four select tires with Les Schwab financing. It's just in time for the winter driving season. Hey, if you want to schedule your appointment now, all you have to do is go to LesSchwab.com. That's LesSchwab.com. Don't forget, fall and winter will be here before you know it. Les Schwab, they've been doing what? The right thing since 1952. Attorney Ann Fitzpatrick needed to move to Tacoma for family reasons and turned to Ron and Don for help. The market was tight, but Ann spotted what could be the perfect house. It was Thanksgiving Day, though, so she emailed the guys and told them, hey, don't worry about it until tomorrow. And of course, they ignored what I said about don't work on Thanksgiving. And we immediately got in with an inspector the very next morning, uh, you know, immediately started strategizing. Ron and Don told them there'd be plenty of competition and a fierce bidding war. So instead of waiting, they came up with a strategy to put on the full court press and make an early offer to convince the seller to go with Ann. We actually managed to scoop up this house before anybody else had a chance. So if you're looking to buy in such a tight market anywhere around the sound, you need a team on your side with deep expertise, creativity, and tireless dedication to their clients 24-7, even on holidays. And it all starts with a Ron and Don sit-down at ronanddonsitdown.com. on the social media platforms to search for Ron Upshaw or Don O'Neill. All right, you guys, welcome back to the Ron and Don Show. If you need us, ronanddonsitdown.com. Every time I see a story about Bono, I send it to my friend Ron and my friend Scotty, because uh, we all love Bono, and Bono is back in the news. Huh? Yeah, he's got a new memoir, or like his first memoir, and he uh, is out making the rounds on it. It's I don't know if you get this at all. Like, we were in high school, or at least I was in high school, or junior high and high school, when U2 was, you know, biggest band in the world. And that was a long time ago. And so I, I, I listened to a tremendous amount of U2 when I was a teenager. In the 80s. In the, in the 80s, into the 90s, even into, you know, the Zeropa Tour and Pop Mart and, and that sort of stuff, Octune Baby. Like, I, I had all those records. And... Now, then some time passed where like I really didn't listen to much U2 uh, after that. There, there was like a new album would come out and there would be a, a hit song or whatever and you'd listen to it. But it wasn't as like obsessive as, it, as I was where I was like trying to learn the songs and figure out parts on the guitar and all that sort of stuff. And now coming back to like I saw this clip he just did um, With or Without You 
on Stephen Colbert with a, a harpist, a percussion person, and a cello. And I was like, ah, do I even want to watch this? Like, he's 60 years old. Do I want to watch him probably you know, pretty good. get through this song? And so he has this way, though. He changed it, and he tells this story leading into it about him and his wife. He's in, the, he's in this biggest rock band in the world. They basically bought a castle, and he talks about how him and his wife, Allie, who they met when he was a teenager, how they were sort of coming apart and sort of why he wrote this song in a very poetic way and there's this animation behind him and then he sings the song with this new format and it sounds like a totally new song we're like oh this is about you and your wife almost separating uh you know at this time when you were becoming a star and then you see he breathes new life into the context that you didn't know before and all of a sudden it's like okay wow and he still he's his performance was very good on colbert and then the flip side of that coin though is he still he can be a little grandiose and self-important and but <laughs> he kind of backs it up with all the stuff he's done with bill and melinda gates and the one foundation and all that so i don't know it's complicated with me i'm not a, i'm not as big a fanboy as i was oh you're not in the 80s huh but I still, he's a very interesting character. What about you? Some of the stories just seem gratuitous as well. <laughs> Let me tell you about this one time. With I think it's pretty amazing. Anytime I have gone to a show and I've seen them live, and maybe I have six or seven times, it doesn't matter what year, what decade, what city, because I've seen them in lots of different cities, just doing radio in different cities. They always show up. They always that show is up. true. They always do. There has never been a time where you're like, wow, these these guys had uh, uh, too much marijuana. Not that band smoke marijuana, you guys. I'm just saying. Or these guys had too many beers. Or they didn't seem to care. Even the last time we saw them uh, at Lumen Field, they just, they're rock stars, man. And the way that they entered. That's they're what so I thought, cool, yeah. calm, collect. Just the way that they walked in, the way that they greeted they are everyone. They rock stars. They are rock stars, yeah. And they're, I mean, there's historically they are the only band that I'm aware of that Larry put a poster up on his the wall of the school when he was 14 years old that said "drummer looking for other musicians to form a band," and those other three guys applied like responded to this flyer, and that's been the only members of the band. Like there is not the Stones, the Beatles, anybody you mentioned. The there's, who, no, there's no Pete Best in there. There's no Pete Best. Like there's uh, Pink Floyd. Like any band you can think of has does not have the original lineup from you know forty years ago. It's that that part has always been incredible to me. Yeah, and when you watch them live, you you realize just how cool and great the edges and and, oh, edges. and all so this good. stuff that he does as far as playing and not Adam, o- not overplaying. Adam does not give a F yeah. and it's in the greatest possible <laughs> way. He's just over there doing his thing. Yeah. And they have found a way you, you just have to imagine because you, you know, bands like this fight and they have disagreements, whatever that is, but we haven't seen much of that in the public domain. They've found a way to get along. And I think a lot of it's because, and Ron, you've brought this up before, they they split all the money. They share so they, everybody gets twenty five percent. They share all the money. And and have you ever seen it? Might get loud. Oh, if no. if it's an it's a movie. It's probably eight or ten years old now. If you're a U two fan, there's a movie called It Might Get Loud, and this is the premise. They bring the Edge, 
uh-huh. and they bring Jack White and they bring Jimmy Page oh, wow. to a room and all their guitar rigs are set up. It might get loud. And then they basically are sitting there and they start to chat. And so Jimmy Page picks up a guitar and he goes, dun 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 Oh, I can't wait to watch it. And so the Edge and and Jack White are sitting there five feet away from (laughs) me, and they're both like, oh, my God, he's playing the song. And so Jack White starts to try to figure out how he's doing it, and then they go out, and they'll do a little mini documentary on each guy, but in between each pause, they come back to this room, and then Jack White will play a riff, the Edge plays a riff, and they all just sit around and they talk. But it's the first time I've ever seen the Edge's practice facility in Dublin. Oh, wow. And you get to go in there and see how he crafts a song. Um, and you get to see how Jack White does it and how Jimmy Page does it and stuff. It's, it's, it might get loud. It's, it's a really great documentary. Does Jack White, does he always do the minimalist thing because he just wants you to know how great he is? Because even in, in the White Stripes, it's just it, it, it's him and his wife, and she's just kind of laying down a beat, and he's doing... He's doing a lot of stuff. There's a method to the madness, but watch the documentary. All right. I, I do have to say he and Loretta Lynn, when I saw him with L- Loretta Lynn. Uh, R.I.P. She, she recently ju- passed. And she just passed away. The way that he elevated Loretta Lynn, and Loretta Lynn is somebody that deserves to be ele- elevated. A lot of country songs are not written by those country artists, let alone performed. And that's why I love uh, Dolly, and that's why I've always loved Loretta, and I really love that old country because she was born a coal miner's daughter. And when she sings about that and, and Butcher Holler and all that stuff, and, and then you bring along the mind and the greatness of someone like Jack White, and he could see that, two really different musicians gifted in completely different ways. And, and, and how could you ever hear Jack White on a L- Loretta Lynn album? And yet it is so... It is so fantastic and, and, and so Man, magical. I, ho- I hope you watch it, Mike. Get loud and I will. let me know what you think. I will. I'm going to watch it. Um, yeah. Anyway. Hey, you guys, don't go anywhere. Uh, one more segment on the other side. Hey, you guys, I'm sitting here with Mitch Weeks right now, one of the great sponsors of the Ron and Don show. He is a mortgage broker, and you can find out more about him at Mitch.com loans. Hey, a really cool time to be creative when it comes to being a buyer. And there's sellers right now that are stepping up and saying, let me help the buyer by doing something called a buy down, right? Yeah, they are. And it's one of those things that's beneficial for both sides. Sellers give money up front for the buyers to buy down their rate and save money for the life of the loan. It's a really creative solution, really working for a lot of people. Yeah, there's also something called a 2-1. What's a 2-1? A 2-1 is where you get your rate bought down 2% for the first year, 1% for the second year, and then after that, you're home free in your current rate. But it's great savings up front, and then you have a chance to refi over the next two years. Yeah, good news, good time to be a buyer, good time for sellers to be creative and help that buyer. And Mitch, you can help everyone. Uh, How do people reach out? Go to Mitch.loans, set up a meeting, and let's figure out a creative solution for you. All right, you guys, welcome back uh, to the Ron and Don Show. Before we get out of here, interest rates continue to climb. And Ron, yeah, we're we're doing real estate deals. Uh, We sold a great house uh, this week. We closed on a great home this week. We are still bringing homes to And I will tell you this, the, the, the average deal... In King County now is about six hundred thousand dollars. That's the average deal. 
So what does that mean? It means a lot of people that had homes that were worth 1.5 are selling their homes for 600. No, it doesn't mean that. What means is they're not entering the marketplace. Uh, I know a lot of realtors that have gone to their clients and said, you know what? Let's just hold. Let's see if we can hold till the spring. Let's rent this out short term, long term. Let's just sit on it. We're going to mothball it. We'll bring it back in the spring. And hopefully when there's some stability in interest rates, then we'll see people re-enter the market. They say there's 41%, percent of us, uh, less of us in the market right now than were, let's say, last year at this time. Because last year at this time, interest rates were still low, but we were hearing that the Fed was going to start cranking these interest rates. And as a result of that, the market would respond and slow down and hopefully help with some stagflation here. Uh, Ron, what are you seeing? Because the weird thing is you and I are out in the marketplace right now with high interest rates and we're trying to buy homes right now. Yeah. You, you and I together as partners. I right? actually don't think that's weird at all. I, I think the interesting thing, and I remember saying this. A dozen times back in the, you know, a, a couple of years ago. I only counted nine times. It could have been nine times. When you times. said these things. Only I didn't get to a dozen. What, what is it you said, though? It's saying that when we say interest rates are historically low, that means historically low. And, and people came to expect historically low interest rates. So actually, the economy did exactly what economies do. We had this unprecedented worldwide pandemic. The former president um, pressured the Fed to keep interest rates almost to zero because they wanted free money out there to keep the economy going yep. because restaurants are shutting down. Businesses are shutting down. People are losing their jobs at record numbers. And so the solution for the previous administration was, well, let's keep interest rates at zero basically giving away free money to keep this economy afloat. And if we can keep it afloat all the way to election day, maybe I get reelected. So that was the theory. And it was political in a lot of ways because we didn't want to inflict incredible amounts of pain on general the general population in addition to the pandemic. And so then we got sort of in this phase of stuff where it's like, we can't do this forever. And you, you talked about this at least nine times of like, you can't do this forever. We can't say no one can get evicted and everybody gets free money. And we just continue to provide all this stuff for all our citizens. You can't do that indefinitely at a certain point. Somebody has to actually pay that. You can't just print money because what happens when you print money inflation, when you just continue to print money, the value of each individual piece of currency goes down because there's nothing supporting that new money that is printed. And so that's exactly what happened. Inflation started to rise. Gas prices go up. Uh, groceries go up. Rent is going up. Everything's going up. Why is it doing that? Because this free money devalued the dollar. So then the Fed has to come in and go, wait a minute, we can't let this get out of control. If we do nothing, Inflation will continue to rise and gas will be $9 a gallon. We don't want that to happen. And so we need to put the brakes on it. They only have one mechanism to put the brakes on it, and that is to raise the interest rates. So none of this is a huge shocker uh, if you've been paying attention at all. But what it does do is if you understand that it is cyclical, is it opens up opportunities for people like me and you that go, we realize we're paying a high interest rate. Higher. 
We're paying a higher interest rate, double of what we paid last year, would have paid last year. But the houses that we're looking at, we couldn't have afforded last year. Why? Because the day two after that listing went live, the type of houses that you and I are looking at, there would have been 19 offers in line, waiving everything, escalating above list price, naming your firstborn child after the owner. <laughs> like It was ridiculous what was happening. We, yeah. we were involved in deals that went $400,000, $450,000 over the list price. And that was the state of the market in the Pacific Northwest. And so now, how much interest would you have to pay to re equal $450,000? Yeah. Like it's not three percentage points. It's a lot more than that. So now you're, you, the opportunity is there. And yes, the monthly payment is going up several hundred, if not $500 or $1,000 a month. But it's not forever. Yeah, and the cool thing is, like we're looking at a house that's a two point one million dollar house, trying to buy that house one five one six. What's going to happen is the market corrects. You'll see this house shoot back to two point one. It really will. Uh, the great thing is interest rates are scaring the hell out of people right now, and so they are not re-entering the market. And and you're not going to re-enter a market, in my opinion, where interest rates are going to be two and three percent again. That's not coming back. Four and five are, though. And so I think in the third quarter of 2023, when you see the interest rates start to come back a little bit, so they come back from 7 8%, and then they're back down to four and five, that's when you'll see a lot of people say, you know what, there's stability in the market. I'm not paying 7 or 8%. I'm paying 4.75%. That seems pretty good to me. And then I think you'll see people back in the marketplace, and this will be business as usual. Even when, when we see what's happening with the stock market right now, it, it, it's really interesting because the stock market, in the midst of all this, is actually, it had some good days uh, last week. And tech stocks are really trying to figure out, you know, is this a dot-com bubble blast? What's happening here as you watch the, NAS, uh, the NASDAQ? So I, I think it's really interesting that the stock market was sitting at about, 32,000 dipped down to 29 and now it's back 31, 32, 33. I think so. just, just to throw out a couple numbers to hammer this point home. And, and I hope you, that you'll email me and jump in the buyer's pool of what Don just said. So let's take that example. You said of the house you're looking at. So maybe we would pay an extra, let's be generous and say, maybe we pay an extra 15 to $20,000 in mortgage payments, uh, before the next quarter. And that's being, I'm being, I'm deliberately being high. The valuations you gave is $400,000 in valuation. So we're leveraging $20,000 in extra interest to capture $400,000. Let's say you missed it. Let's say you were wrong by 25%. Okay, pay $20,000 to capture $300,000. Like both of those scenarios, at your worst, let's say you're off by half. I'm going to pay $20,000 to capture $200,000. All of those scenarios I will take all day long. And so those are the type of numbers when you really understand how this works and you go through uh, what the market does, what the cycle is, how the interest rates work. Um, the pain is might last 16 months or two years, and then it's going to come down to where you can refinance. Uh, yeah. But yeah, the stock market has been sometimes out of sync with the realities of what people think is happening. Well, just remember though, back in 2008, when real estate was crashing, the stock market, they, they were hand in glove. It was, it was, it was crashing down around 6,000, uh, at that time. And so were things too big to fail? They were. 
and 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 that's where you saw a lot of organizations, including banks, get propped up, and they were rewarded for doing things incorrectly and wrong, uh, and they wrecked our economy. As a result of that, though, and and I'm being underwritten for some things right now, uh, and I was underwritten during the last correction in 2008. Uh, it was it was it was it was pretty aggressive back then, but I I I like how aggressive some of the underwriting is right now because they want to make sure uh, that this economy doesn't fall apart due to a bunch of us going out there getting loans that that we can't afford or can't can't afford or can't handle. So if you've been uh, on the sidelines and you are fearful right now, let's do a run it on sit down. See if we can actually come up with a game plan. Th- this could be your opportunity. I don't think there's a better time for buyers, especially if you got boxed out uh, in the last few years. Th- this opportunity is not is the best you're going to see, in my opinion, in the next five to seven years. Yeah. right now. Yeah, and if you're going to sell now, your house just has to be on point, right? And 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 you have to understand the market hasn't crashed, but it's corrected, and your house isn't going to be worth what it was nine months ago. So you have to look at that Zillow number. The Zillow number is looking in the rearview mirror. It's looking at last fall, uh, this last winter, into the spring. So these numbers are going to be different, and it's just in that correction. It's just something uh, that you have to accept. So anyway, hey you guys, thanks for listening to this episode of the Ron and Don Show. We really appreciate you. If you need us, is your broadcasters, your realtors, your your friends, all you got to do is reach out. Right? Yeah, Ron at Ronandon.com or Don at Ronandon.com, and you can find more at Ronandonsitdown.com. Yeah, head up, shoulders back. We'll see you next time. You're listening to the Ron and Don Show. Olay, olay on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Now keep your head up and your shoulders back and keep blowing that trumpet and we'll see you next time. Only. 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 Only on the Ron Don Radio Network.